Hi, I'm Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. And welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary. We're coming to you today from the United Nations in New York City, where over 1,600 Rotarians from around the world are here for Rotary International Day. And Sarah, you have two very special guests for our first interview. Jonah, I'm here with Catherine Falls and Valerie Edward, Youth Ambassadors for, to Rotary International. Hello, Catherine. Hello, Valerie. We're here at the UN in New York City, and you are part of uh, the Rotary International effort. And tell me who you are, your first and last name, and what you do. I'm Catherine Falls. I'm the Executive Director and Chief Executive Officer of Career Vision Ambassadors out of Irvington, New Jersey, and I represent a wonderful group of young women this particular day called the Irvington Ambassadors. The Irvington Ambassadors, and who is this with you from the Irvington Ambassadors? Hello, my name is Valerie Edward. I'm a senior in the program. This is my third year, and it's actually amazing. I think this is our second trip to the UN, but my first. So um, it's good to see everyone, and it's nice to be in this, um, this atmosphere. It is nice, and thank you for standing in line with me and showing me the ropes, because <laughs> you are all pros, and this was my first time out. How does this, it's the ambassador program. Tell, tell me a little bit about it, Catherine. Well, it's a partnership of the mayor's office, and we, in turn, do a lot of career development and strategic career planning with our young people in Irvington Township. And we set them up and put them on a roll to be future leaders for the 21st century workforce development. My goodness. And do you have, um, are you going to workshops here? Do you have a speaker? What, what is, besides being here and being in attendance, what, um, what are you doing here? We actually came to partake in and see, uh, especially with Barack Obama now being our new president of the United States, we wanted to come and partake and see on an international level what are some of the agenda items he's going to be dealing with, have some hands-on experience, and let the young ladies know what happens outside of their township of Burberton. So this is truly So their world is bigger. Their world is bigger than just, yeah, yeah. So it is very exciting. We are, Rotary International is the largest service club. Um, and it is the oldest service club on the globe. And there are groups like yours, ro- regular Rotary adult clubs. There are interact clubs in virtually e- in virtually every country in the world. It's amazing. That's really good. Um, we do it on a smaller level, though, as a small community. But um, we're actually trying to do a lot more bigger things. One of our members here is just trying to have a fundraiser for the efforts in Darfur. So this is amazing for the networking possibilities and everything that we have in the store. So it's good to be here. Very well spoken. How many came down in your group? We have uh, five young ladies and Ms. Salt makes six of us. And then we have two of our Irvington Rotary members, which actually were sponsors of all the young people that you see here today. So our Irvington Rotary made this happen. Terrific. Thank you for joining us on Radio Rotary. And we are back. We are here at UN Day, Rotary International's UN Day at the UN in New York City. And I am here with an international Rotarian. You are? Yes, I'm Sajid uh, from Rotary Club Rural, Pakistan, District 3270. Well, you might get the prize for traveling the furthest to New York. Is this your first time at this international conference? Yes, I'm first time at Rotary UN Day uh, here in New York. And your um, club, how many members are in your club? Uh, this time we have uh, 26 members, and uh, we have uh, uh, many projects, service projects. They are community for community development. Uh, one of the biggest projects is the uh, Blood Transfusion Center. Is, I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. The what? What's the project's name? Uh, Rotary uh, Blood Bank. 
blood bank. Yeah. Terrific. Terrific. Are you the only one here from your club? Yes, I'm here. Only one here. Yeah. Are you going to see some theater when you're in New York City? Yeah, sure. I will uh, enjoy here and uh, see the uh, many things. To, uh, there are very interesting uh, things here in uh, New York City. I've been in uh, Chicago before this. On vacations here in uh, USA yes. with my family. Oh, terrific! Well, welcome to New York. Thank you. Thank you for coming by Radio Rotary, and we are back with Radio Rotary at the UN at the International Rotary Day here in New York City. And I am speaking with. Uh, my name is Ruchi Shah, and I'm the vice president of the Rotaract Club at Columbia University. Oh my goodness, I thought you were an interactor. Okay. <laughs> That's a compliment. You may not think so right now, but it's a compliment. So you're in Columbia, mm -hmm. and where are you originally from? Um, I'm originally from Long Island, and I was actually part of Interact Club and sponsored by the Syas at Woodbury Rotary Club. Sponsored by whom? Syas at Woodbury Rotary. Okay, and yeah. Interact, just for our listeners, is the high school um, club that it, you need to be sponsored, as we just said, by, uh, by a a standing Rotary Club, and so it seems that you have gone on in your college career to stay involved with Rotary. Yeah, definitely. I came to college with the intention of um, joining Rotary, Rotary Club, and um, it just started my freshman year, and now it's in its third year, and it's going really great. Terrific, terrific. And how many members are in the um, Rotaract Club at Columbia? Um, we have about 50 general body members and 16 members on our executive board, so it's pretty large. That is, a, is it an active club? It sounds like it must be. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, we go on an international service trip every spring break, and this year we're going to Peru and working with the Rotary Clubs in Lima. Oh, terrific. So you are partnering with another club? Yes. And another Rotaract Club. Another Rotaract Club and Rotary Clubs in Lima. Terrific. What are you majoring in? I'm majoring in economics. Terrific. Well, good luck with your college career, and thank you for dropping by Radio Rotary. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you. Well, you know, Sarah, it's not every day that you see a tent set up in the lobby of the United Nations. But there is one here with the Rotary logo and the words Shelter Box. And we're delighted to have with us on Radio Rotary Tom Henderson who's going to explain to us just what is Shelterbox all about. Tom, tell us why we have a tent set up in the lobby of the United Nations here today. Uh, Joanne, hi. Uh, really simple stuff. Um, we're from the Shelterbox organization. It's a Rotary Club initiative from my club. I'm from 1290 in Cornwall. Uh, we're here today to, to share this project with our Rotary friends at the UN Day. You can see behind me a tent. It's a 10-person tent. Uh, and that rather glamorous green box is what it is. It's the shelter box. And in that box is uh, enough life-saving equipment for 10 people. So we're here to showcase our project. Now, what kind of um, catastrophes would shelter box be used, and how do people get the uh, shelter box uh, at some place like, say, Lake uh, the Katrina floods or someplace overseas? Well, it's an interesting question. Uh, yesterday, we, we put some of our people into the Congo. It's the 50th country that we've worked in in seven years, and we're reactive to disasters around the world. Indeed, this morning, I got some pictures from our, our teams in Pakistan. So we're reactive to our um, uh, disasters around the world. Uh, usually instigated, um, the, the response is instigated by our Rotary friends around the world. In Pakistan, for example, the local district governor contacted us on the day of the disaster and asked for our help. And Katrina, you mentioned Katrina. Uh, we put 12,000 Americans in, our, in these tents in Katrina, in Louisiana and Mississippi. So our work, uh, our work goes on. Now, this is a very substantial-looking tent. Let me describe it for our radio audience. It's, uh, oh, I would say about eight foot tall. It uh, is about the size, I would say, of, uh, oh, twice the size of a normal house bathroom. 
and uh, it looks like it's very formidable to put up. How hard is it to, to uh, erect if you're not a Boy Scout? Oh, it's really easy, and um, it's only got four poles, and it's a tent we designed ourselves. You can see it's dome-shaped. Uh, it's windproof and waterproof. Um, we've got a, a what we call a pan-ground sheet, so you can put this up in six inches of water. And the whole uh, idea, of course, is to keep people uh, warm, keep them out of the wind and the rain. And it is what you don't see, of course, is the cover here that we have as well. Very, very simple to put up. Uh, we put uh, 700,000 people in these tents in 50 countries, and uh, we've never had a problem with any of the refugees. Uh, the odd Rotarian has a problem, but uh, our refugees on the ground seem to manage okay. Remind, let me remind our listeners, they're in tune with Radio Rotary. We're coming to you from the United Nations headquarters in New York City, and we're speaking with Tom Henderson, the founder and CEO of Shelterbox. Now, Tom, I'm looking at the Shelterbox now, and it's uh, a standard plastic tub. Oh, I would say uh, about the size of a, a two big pieces of luggage put together. And you're telling me that tent... And all this equipment fits in that box? Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, it's a life-saving package, and the idea is it's enough material for, we say, ten people, mum, dad, granddad, four or five children. Imagine if you can an earthquake somewhere in the world, and you need this sort of stuff. So the idea was to have a box that two people could carry. And when it's full, it actually weighs 50 kilograms, 110 pounds, that sort of order. And what you see here is the contents of the box. It's a ten-person tent. Uh, ten blankets, water purification for uh, ten people for six months, uh, and as you can see, a, a sophisticated stove, uh, cooking equipment, pots and pans. The, the really basic stuff you would need in a disaster. Well, I'll tell you, this is an astounding array of equipment that uh, can be put in such a compact box, and I think it's a, another wonderful um, public service, service above self, as our rotary motto is, for people in distress around the world. Now, Tom, how is uh, Shelter Box funded? Well, it's funded by, uh, as you would imagine, through our rotary clubs around the world. Um, when I started this project, uh, I, I knew that I had uh, 1.2 million friends around the world. So our rotary clubs around the world um, get together and raise funds. We don't get any institutional fundings from the UN, unfortunately, uh, or any corporate sponsors. That's our next challenge. But our rotary friends around the world go out into their communities, into schools and churches, uh, private individuals. So it's, um, it's a tough task raising funds these days. But uh, with our rotary friends, uh, they work really hard for us. And what would one of these uh, shelter boxes completely equipped cost uh, to uh, sponsor? Well, the, the, the cost of a full box, and we actually get donations from 50 cents upwards, but the cost of a full box to get the deal done is $1,000. Uh, it might sound a lot of money, but you've got to reflect on what we've got here. You can see yourself, it's all brand new equipment, it's state-of-the-art stuff. And that $1,000 actually includes the cost of buying this equipment, storing it, packing it, insuring it. And more importantly, transferring it anywhere in the world and distribute it. And you see some of our photographs here of, of um, donkeys delivering these up mountains in, uh, in Nepal. So it's a done deal. A thousand bucks gets you ten people, uh, some life-saving stuff somewhere in the world. Tom Henderson, thanks so much for joining us on Radio Rotary. And thank you for this wonderful uh, public service that you're doing through Shelterbox. And we'll be back with more Radio Rotary after these important messages. This tree was never chopped down because this crutch never needed to be carved because these legs never grew weak because this child never got polio over the past 20 years rotary club members have helped immunize over 2 billion children against polio now we are on the brink of eradicating this crippling disease once and for all but we need your help Thanks to an historic matching grant from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, every dollar Rotary raises will work twice as hard. 
to make sure vaccines reach the people who need it, to protect the children of the world against polio forever. This is an opportunity to end polio now. Visit rotary.org slash end polio. Rotary. Humanity in motion. We're back with more of Radio Rotary right here from the United Nations in New York City where we're having Rotary International Day. And I'm going to take this and give it over to Sarah O'Connell, who's got another guest, talking about the shelter box movement right here in the United States. Sarah? Thank you, Jonah. This is one of the big rotary initiatives globally. And um, my guest now is David Eby, and you're from Florida? Uh, no, I'm actually from Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, my goodness. So, so uh, Nashville. Okay, terrific. Not too far. I, I'm from Louisiana, so we're both below the Mason-Dixon line. Have you ever been to the U.N. before, David? No, this is my first trip to the U.N., which is exciting to see, um, you know, what actually happens here and to see Rotary's presence here and, and the Shelter Box Initiative. Because we work with the U.N. so much in the field, uh, it's great to, to be here at, at home base as well. That's terrific. And, and you know what? Our listeners might be interested in noting that we're the largest service club on, in the, on the planet, but we're also the only service club that has a seat here at the U.N., so that that's a pretty big deal. And you have set up a shelter box here in in the hall, in the lobby, basically, with all the things that are included that go into it. And as we said before, a shelter box is a temporary um, a, a temporary housing tent that helps people in times of disaster. So what is your role in the shelter box initiative, David? I'm part of uh, a volunteer group called our SRTs, which is shelter box response teams. And what ShelterBox does is it sends a team of four volunteers with every shipment of aid into the aid to ensure that it gets into the hands of the most needy people. My goodness. For example, um, just uh, in early May when the Cyclone Nargis hit Myanmar, we were the first international aid agency into Myanmar. I was one of the response team members that was actually in Myanmar. While we were hearing the reports of no aid and no aid workers getting in, ShelterBox was on the ground the whole time supplying initial aid for 20,000 people in that devastated Irrawaddy Delta region. So we go into the field, we get this aid into the hands of the people, and then we teach them how to utilize it so that they are familiar with erecting the tent and using the cook stove and the water filtration system so that they can survive those initial weeks and days after a disaster. All of which are included in this package. That's, that's right. Everything fits into this box, which is two foot by two foot by three foot. Um, two of us can carry it. Many times the, the ladies in these development uh, developing areas are putting it on their head and walking a day's journey back to their village. Now, a lot of times we think that the people in need for, for uh, a shelter box, for example, are in third world countries or are not in the United States. And I have a rotary share for you. I'm from South Louisiana, and the first time I flew home into the New Orleans airport, I always wear my rotary pin when I travel. I went to pick up my rent-a-car, and the girl behind the counter burst into tears. And she said, before anybody else got down here, before FEMA got down here, before the Red Cross got down here, Rotary got down here, and my children hadn't had anything to eat and nothing to drink for days. So you made a difference and a huge impact that was, that has be, that was very personal to me. That's, that's fantastic, and, and, and that really is what makes it worthwhile, hearing these stories and seeing the faces of 
people that are the recipients of the aid as they've lost everything. It, it gives them a bit of a, a boost to begin to rebuild again. Uh, it gets them out of the elements, the ability to cook their food and filter their water and get back on their feet a little bit after they've been devastated. Well, David, you are truly a Rotarian hero, and you absolutely exemplify humanity in motion. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for having us. And we are here uh, live at the UN in New York City, and with me is Jonah Tribwasser, who is a fellow Rotarian and the sitting president of the Red Hook Club, and he is here with some of our exchange students. Jonah? Well, thank you, Sarah. It's a delight to be here with Andy Sorgo and Emily Bucher. Did I get that right? All right, two exchange students. Um, Andy is sponsored by the Red Hook Rotary Club, and Emily, who sponsors you? Um, the Millbrook Rotary Club. All right, now, Emily, where are you from originally? I'm from Germany and the northern part of the Black Forest. All right, and uh, what made you decide to become an exchange student? I was always really curious to know more about America, the culture, and to meet a lot of new people and have great experiences. What's the biggest difference you've seen living at home in Germany and coming here to the United States? Well, of course you have to like adapt to the whole different lifestyle and to a whole new family, nobody you know. And high school is a bit different, but it's been a great time. Here. In, what, in what way is the high school different? Well, you always have the same subjects every day, and school is much longer. It's till the afternoon, and you do a lot of sports in school. We do them outside of school. What have you seen uh, of the United States so far, other than here at the United Nations and... Um, uh, back at uh, your home base, which again, which club are you with? Millbrook, Rotary. Millbrook, in Southern Dutch, Millbrook in Southern Duchess County. What other parts of the United States have you seen so far, or are you planning to see? Well, I've just spent two days in Philadelphia with my. Uh, we had a class trip there, and that was a great time. And I'm looking forward to doing the Rotary trip around the U.S. after the exchange here, so I'll probably see a lot. That's the big bus trip, right? Yes. Let's talk to your friend Andy Soto for a second. Andy is from Austria. What part of Austria, Andy? Um, it's called Innsbruck. It's like the capital city of Tyrol. It's, it's right in the middle of Tyrol, actually. And, uh, and what made you decide to become an exchange student? Well, I want to have like the experience of a new lifestyle learn new people and uh, yeah alright now Andy let me ask you a question what's the biggest difference living in Red Hook from living in Innsbruck um, first of all the food and um, where's the food better I bet your mom's cooking is better right um <laughs> yeah kinda <laughs> I mean it's my mom's food so but I like it here it's, it's okay to food. and I think the big difference is the, the public transportation, because we have public transportation that brings you everywhere. Here you need a ride for everything with the car. That's a big difference, and of course the high school. It's completely a different system. In what way is it different? Um, it's like the schedule is different. We don't have the same schedule every day. We have different schedules every day. It's different, and uh, yeah. You mean back home in, in Austria you have a different schedule every yeah. day? Right, because here you have every time, every day the same thing. And we got much more subjects. We got like 16 subjects. Here you have about nine when it comes up to it. Have you made a lot of new friends here in the United States? Yeah, I met a lot of new friends here. And we have a great time so far. That's terrific. Now let's get back for a second to Emily. Now, Emily, your English is a lot better than my German. Uh, do they teach English over there in Germany? 
Yes, we start English lessons in fifth grade, and then we go on the whole high school life. Very good. Now, let me ask you a question. I want you to be honest. Which school is easier, the one back home or the one in Millbrook? The one in Millbrook is easier. Very good. And, Andy, let me ask you a question. Your English is also excellent. I understand there's a very special reason why. Uh, tell us about your dad. Um, my dad was originally born in New Jersey, and um, he met my mom in Europe and decided to stay there, make kids, and then we came. <laughs> Very good. Now, if there was an American student listening right now to Radio Rotary who might want to be an exchange student going from the United States to Innsbruck, Austria, or to Germany, would you tell them to do it? Does it sound like a great program? Andy, sure. He would have lots of fun, lots of new people, and a great time, I guess. Good. And we're going to give Emily the last word. Would you, would you like to welcome people to come over to Germany? Yes, of course. They'll have a great time, have so many new experiences, and meet a lot of new people, interesting people. Well, it's one of the great pleasures of being a Rotarian to sponsor marvelous exchange students like Emily and Andy. And I want to thank you both for appearing on Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Trebowasser. We're speaking from the United Nations on United Nations Day right here in New York City. This close. After immunizing more than 2 billion children, Rotary Club members are this close to wiping polio from the face of the earth. But we need your help, thanks to an historic matching grant from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Every dollar Rotary raises will work twice as hard to protect children against polio forever. This is an opportunity to end polio now. Visit rotary.org slash end polio. Rotary. Humanity in motion. The Southern Ulster Rotary Club will hold its annual Lieutenant Mark Dooley 5K Race of Honor on Sunday, March 29th, 9.30 a.m., rain or shine. The event will be held at the Platykill Firehouse just off Route 22 in Platykill, New York. Pre-registration is $17 and registration the day of the race is $20. That fee includes breakfast at the firehouse and all the runners receive a race t-shirt. Proceeds to benefit the scholarship fund. That's the Lieutenant Mark Dooley 5K race March 29th, Platykill Firehouse, Platykill, New York. See you there. The 1,200,000 women and men of Rotary have accomplished extraordinary things. They've taught millions of people to read, worked toward world peace, and have nearly eradicated a crippling childhood disease from the face of the planet. But each of those 1,200,000 women and men know they could accomplish so much more. If only they were 1,200,000 and one. Find out what an impact one person can make. Learn about Rotary at rotary.org. Jonah, this has been an extraordinary day, and I have to say, I am so delighted to have you join our team and to be working with you. This, terrific. Sarah, it's a great pleasure, and it's a delight to be here at the UN and see so many Rotarians so active, so enthusiastic, so ready to uh, get up and go and help conquer some of the world's problems like polio and bad water. It's been a great privilege to see Rotarians in action here at the United Nations in New York City. And... Uh, Rotary, you know, this, this whole day started in 1988, and Rotary is the only service organization in the world that has a seat at the UN. Well, that's something all Rotarians can be very proud of.